Welcome to the Move With Tank podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Tancini. He is a doctor of physical therapy, owner of Ground to Overhead Physical Therapy, a strength and conditioning coach, former college athlete, four-time CrossFit regional athlete, and a national-level Olympic weightlifter. On the show, he will cover ways for active individuals and athletes, just like you, to stay healthy and improve their performance without the need of surgery, injections, and pain medication. If you ever have any questions for Dr. Tansini, which you would like answered, send over an email or message through Instagram at drtank underscore dpt. So without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Tank. What's up, guys? Dr. Tansini here. Welcome to the uh, Move With Tank podcast. Coming at you with another one. Um, I've got my other PT on staff, Dr. Dr. Brett and Kevin uh, uh, Kamensky. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, Kamensky. You got it. Kamensky, gotcha. Yeah. You know, never want to butcher anybody's name, <laughs> especially on a uh, show. Uh, but um, he is everything hockey. So uh, he uh, helps out with the ice hockey and teaches hockey down at the Orange County Sportsplex. We also just found out about uh, a nice, cool thing that he's about to start up where with his experience in in hockey at all the different levels, he's going to uh, start being an advisee uh, or advisor for youth hockey players to help them navigate the system and uh, get the most out of their uh, careers and um be the best player that uh, they can possibly be guys thanks for thanks for coming on today it's a pleasure to have you pleasure to be here thank you yeah thanks You're welcome yeah definitely so um kevin um no one can do a better introduction to who you are except you could you just kind of like let everybody know everyone who's listening a little bit about you and um they're learning from today? Well, I'm Kevin Kaminsky. I'm originally from New Jersey. Started playing hockey when I was six years old. Got my first pair of skates at my communion and basically started playing hockey at six. I always wanted to be a goalie. And I have a feeling my dad talked to the hockey director who came over to me and said, listen, you got to become the best skater before you become a goaltender, which I'm sure my dad said he's not playing goalie. I played out forward as a mite. I happened to have a knack for scoring and I never got in a net. I actually uh, played forward my entire life and played goalie once or twice, you know, in house league and stuff like that. I credit to, the, to that hockey director and my dad for uh, me not facing 100-mile-an-hour shots and getting hit in the head. Played youth hockey in New Jersey. Grew up, went to high school in New Jersey, went to Seton Hall Prep and St. Joe's in Montvale. Was fortunate enough to be um, a state champion. Uh, went on to play a year at the USHL for the Omaha Lancers. And then my goal was to try to go to St. Lawrence University. My grades were okay, but I went to uh, SUNY Canton, which is right in the same town as uh, St. Lawrence. Played two years at Canton. Again, we were fortunate enough to be national champions there. And decided to go into the minor leagues in the East Coast League and the IHL from there instead of uh, continuing my education. Uh, Now that I look back on it, probably would have been a better idea to continue my education. But at the time, I thought hockey was the road I wanted to take. Spent seven years in the minors, and after that, uh, decided to get a job. I was in publishing, 
uh, in New York City, worked for Hearst Magazines at first in the field for four to five years. Then I switched over to Condé Nast, where I was a marketing director and spent uh, 12 years in consumer marketing in New York City. During that time period, 9-11 occurred. Sad, sad day. And after we pulled through that, you know, my wife and I decided, let's do something that you truly love. My dad had passed away. And I was like, let me do something I truly love. So I opened up uh, Elite Sports Academy in 2008, which was a off-ice training facility, synthetic ice, plyometrics, all that type of stuff, a pro shop, a party room. And unfortunately, in 08, everybody was getting mortgages, the economic downturn hit. We were able to sustain it through 2011 and then uh, decided to sell the assets that we have, took a bit of a loss, and then moved on from there. After that, I was a hockey director at an outdoor uh, facility called Beacon Hill Club in Summit, New Jersey, where that was more of a part-time thing. And during that time period, I also coached in New Jersey Hitmen U18 AAA organization as well. And I also happened to fit in a full-time job, which was a project manager in construction which gave me the leeway to do the other things. And again, always following my dream of coaching and playing, you know, this great game of hockey. And then down the road, I ended up uh, fortunate enough to become a hockey director and player development for a, a tier two organization called the Jersey Colts. And during that time period, my niece who lives in Raleigh, we came down here for her wedding. She said, hey, Kevin, Uncle Kevin, my, there's a building at rink in Morrisville. I was like, really? I go, I like it down here, brand new rink. Long story short, Got in touch with the, uh, actually ended up being Polar, which runs all the rinks down here. And they also own rinks throughout the country. And after about six to nine months of a conversation with them, I decided to leave my really phenomenal job with the Jersey Colts to take over as the GM at Westchester Skating Academy in Ellsford, New York, where the goal was to learn the processes of that company and how they run a twin sheet ice rink up in Westchester and eventually move down here and run the twin sheet in Marsville. And then, as you know, COVID hit. And unfortunately, on March 16th, I lost my position and was uh, my job was eliminated. So any questions about that so far before I move on? Oh, man, man you, you've done it all. <laughs> and uh, so awesome, though, that, you know, like, I mean, it shows how, how important um, hockey is to you. And you're just love of the game and trying to help others essentially enjoy that same love for the game also. So, um, Correct. I mean, that's awesome. That brought us up to what, the, the start of the pandemic in 2020. And then um, how'd you get hooked up with the Orange, Orange County? So, you know, obviously, you know, you drive home on March 16th. I mean, I'll never forget the date. I drive home and I've never been without a job before. I've never been unemployed. Didn't know what to do. And then the pandemic, the lockdowns, you would think, you know, I would be depressed. Actually, my, as my wife and I figured it out, it was actually a blessing for us in some ways. I know it wasn't a blessing for a lot of others. And I have, of course, with the people who are passing and this illness and all that. But I had interviewed for a couple of different jobs, you know, one in Colorado, one in Austin, Texas, because, again, I wanted to follow my dream of coaching and working in hockey somehow, some way, whatever that may be. And those two other uh, opportunities didn't pan out for one reason or another. So again, my dog, which was 100 pounds at the start of the pandemic, was 90 pounds, uh, you know, four months into the pandemic because we went to walk every day. After I got off the phone with this, um, an offer that I declined out in Texas, I went upstairs and said to my wife, I go, let's go for a walk. Let's just, you and I go for a walk. No kids, no dog, no nothing. And I said, you know, we've been trying to move to Raleigh for all these years. 
for a couple of years now. Let's just do it. I'll find a job. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll find something. She goes, you're kidding. I'm like, no, because my wife's a consultant. She works from home. She can work from anywhere. I have, we have four kids in total. I'm divorced and remarried. So I have a 22 year old just graduated Rutgers, a stepdaughter who's at Hofstra University in Long Island, a 19 year old who just finished her freshman year at uh, Sacred Heart in Connecticut. And we have a 13 year old daughter, a soon to be 13 year old daughter. She turns 13 in August. So the ages were right. It just, it seemed like the timing was right. So she goes, you got it. She goes, if we're going to do this, there's got to be another rink in North Carolina. I said, I don't think so, but I'll Google it. Google everything, right? So I go home, I Google it, and what pops up? Orange County Sportsplex. I'm like, never heard of it. Look at it. I see, you know, the, the contact, the CEO, you know, John Stock, Andrew Stock. No idea who they are. So I crafted an email, attached my resumes, and shot it off. An hour later, John Stock responds to me saying that they were just going to hire a headhunter to look for somebody with my qualifications. Unbelievable. Let's get on a call. We get on a call. I have a real good feeling. Great conversation. So his uh, the GM, Andrew Stock, he, he just had his a newborn in June. You know, a little dicey to try to get a hold of him. But he calls me like two weeks later and they decide they want to bring me in for an interview. I said, guys, listen, I'm moving down there on August 4th. They're like, so no sense, you know, the flight restrictions, COVID, masking, you know, testing. I said, I'll be down there anyway. So, well, when are you moving? I said, August 4th. Can you meet on August 5th? Sure. We moved down here through a hurricane, mind you. We drove down in a hurricane. And oddly enough, we stopped three times. And all three times it stopped raining for my dog to actually go and go to the bathroom, take a walk. <laughs> Very strange. Because he, big, big 90-pound lab, hates the water. So we get down here. We... Arrived that night. I get up the next day, put on my suit, drive up to Orange County and met with John and Andrew for about three hours. I had a wonderful meeting, got a tour of the facility and maybe a couple of days later had an offer. And I started on August 14th and I could not be happier as much as the stressful of losing my job and not knowing where we were going. It really it was a nice pivot, as I like to call it for me and my family. And it worked mm -hmm. out really well. That's awesome. Man, you know, the uh, world works in funny ways, right? You know, like, now, now, are, are you living in Raleigh now, or uh, do you live down there? I live in Holly Florida? Springs. Uh, okay. A buddy of mine that I played college hockey with happens to live in Holly Springs. Uh, we chose Holly Springs because of the school. So I'm about 45, 40, 45 minutes from here. And uh, fortunately enough, we're having, we bought a house, and we'll be moving in in mid-August. Nice. So we're very lucky. I heard we won the lottery by getting the house because the real estate market is insane here now. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. Holly Springs, Holly Springs is on the up and coming. Like it's it's grown a lot just in the last 10 years. Yeah. My uh, family used to live out there and it was woods. And now it's really grown up a lot. So Yeah. And I think they're doing it the right way. I mean, I like the feel. Uh, we're going to be in a neighborhood up mm -hmm. in New Jersey. We're kind of on a busy street. We had, a, you know, large yard, smaller house. But now we're going to have more house, smaller yard, which is fine as long as we have a fence for the dog, because walking the dog is a challenge, as you can imagine, because we're not used to it. We're used to it now, but uh, it's, uh, we usually just let him out and then he just have a certain bark. We let him back in. But now it's, uh, you know, my wife takes the brunt of it. Trust me. I get the midnight walk. We have a we have a 70 pound. Uh, she's a uh, like a lab pointer mix. Then if we don't take her three times a day. She, she lets us know and uh, she'll start barking at us and like, you know, we can, we can let her out in the backyard, but it, it doesn't even matter. Like if she doesn't get that leash on to go out on the walk, 
Uh, he needs that. He needs that. Over. He needs that burst of energy just to go, and he just hasn't yeah. had it in so long. We just need to let him be, and just you yeah. know, take off and expend that. Yeah. Well, man, uh, that's awesome. You know, I'm I'm super happy that the, uh, you know, we we've crossed paths. As we all know here, like hockey down down here in the southeast needs to grow. You know, like hockey's a really awesome sport. Uh, it's, it's a sport that I grew up with. Uh, it's a sport that Brett grew up playing. You know, it's a huge part of his his life now, still. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I mean, like uh, prior to starting the show, like we were just chatting about uh, my 10, 10 month old son, right? So I'm gonna, as soon as he's able to, I'm, I'm gonna get him on skates, you know, because because <laughs> every kid should uh, be able to skate and play hockey. Something, something I did growing up, something my dad did growing up, something Brett did growing up, something some you did growing up, right? So and uh, the whole like athletic uh, development just isn't complete uh, without teaching kids how to move and be coordinated, you know, stick and puck and, you know, skating on the ice. So, yeah. Yeah. And, but, and bouncing off that. Uh, so I started playing like in the late nineties, early two thousands. And so got into to ice hockey and uh, originally most players played at the rec zone, which is now the Raleigh Iceplex. And kind of like Kevin touched on, you don't really know how to navigate the hockey community because it was very small down here, even back then. And then once you get into your teenage years and you're playing with much bigger guys and you're playing at a higher level, uh, all kinds of injuries are taking place. And so they're telling you, you need to do the ice off work or you need to uh, work with someone to work on your on-ice skills. Um, but it's tough to know actually how to navigate that. So a place like Orange County uh, Sportsplex. So when I came back and started playing again, finding a rink that had gym as well as on ice coaching um, was very different than what I was accustomed to 20 years ago um, when you're pretty much on your own trying to figure it out. Um, I didn't know anything about exercising. I didn't know what kind of drills supposed to do. YouTube was small back then. All you could do is just kind of look around at the best coaches of the best players around and try to emulate what they're doing. So the fact that you guys have this kind of gold mine of a place where you have the gym, you have the on ice coaching is, is really huge. I think it's a hidden gem. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just like, like you said, not every rink has is like this. You yeah. know, we have the pool, the workout facility, the areas where you could do plyometrics, yoga, all of those things where things are trying to build this type of thing. And we already have it here. It's, it's incredible. It really is. I think I really call this a hidden gem. It really is. And, and like looking at like, just like the uh, real estate kind of like, Flow, I think over the next few years, I, I really think Hillsborough is going to blow up because because like everywhere like outside the RTP is just slowly building out. Yeah, and like uh, it's only a matter of time before Hillsborough just completely blows up. And uh, the same thing has happened there, which has happened up in uh, kind of like Durham right now, and Chapel Hill, and Holly Springs, and Cary, and. Briar Creek and all those, you know, Hills, Hillsborough is next on that list, I think. Yeah. So hopefully as more, more, more people move in, you know, they're moving from up in the Northeast and uh, who have more exposure to the game of hockey. Uh, and, and hopefully as the Canes continue to grow and um, continue to be good year after year, right? Hopefully that, that'll help 
uh, bring uh, some, uh, I guess, uh, publicity to like what you guys actually have down down there in uh, Hillsborough. Yeah. And, I, and I will say that the, the Carolina Hurricanes, the NHL club, they do the right thing with the first goal program, the grassroots, really helping the game along. You know, the equipment, it's expensive. Not everybody can afford to just go ahead and buy, you know, thousand dollars of equipment especially when kids grow and they go through different stages of growth and the skates don't fit anymore. So I really, you know, obviously I'm from the Northeast, so I'm familiar with the Rangers, the Flyers, the Devils, and I got to be honest with you, the Carolina Hurricanes really do a great job. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. So we've essentially kind of chatted with like how you you got to where uh, you're at now, right? Correct. How are you helping kids and, and people, uh, you know, around Hillsborough, around the around the triangle, you know, pursue that same path of uh, following their love for the game of hockey. Well, I also just so you know, I coach for the Junior Canes. I coached the uh, girls 16U AA team last year, and I will do it again this year to become more of an elite model, as they term it. And I believe eventually, I think the following year will be a Tier One team. Their U19 uh, team went Tier One this year for this coming season. For players here, what I do, what I've been trying to do, which has led me to a new kind of thing that I'll be launching, is helping players and parents navigate the world of hockey because parents don't know what they don't know. Obviously, skating is the most important part of the game. Everything else can come afterwards, but Learn to Skate program here at Orange County is, is huge. Our hockey top program, our Learn to Play program, starting from the beginning, starting it nice and easy, no pressure and then figure out what direction they want to take, whether it's a house team, a, a travel organization, whether it's AAA, A, AA, B, just kind of figure out where they belong, where they, where they should go. And even at the higher levels, at the AAA level, whether it's when you get into the Peewees, the Banthams, the high school age, the prep school, eventually collegiate hockey, people just don't know where to navigate and where to take it, which is why I'm starting a side a business called Kaminsky Hockey, and I'm going to be a family and player advisor to help people navigate this crazy world of hockey where they don't know where to go. They kind of stem from me helping a player here who's been in house for a long time and he's very talented. And we were going through the process and he came to me for lessons. And he's like, he, him and his dad came to me and said, I really want to try off the Hurricanes 15U Triple A team. I said, Well, here's the things you kind of need to work on, here's the things you need to do. I had a consultation with him and his mom and dad, and we sat down and we talked about the approach and how to approach tryouts and what to look for and kind of like gauging like what you should be doing on your drills and do what you do best. Don't do, don't be the player you are, not the player that you think they want to see. And yeah. it kind of just organically happened. And fortunately, he made the team. And that's right. a good thing. And I told his dad, well, now you got to guess up the car because you're going to be every weekend, you're going to be somewhere. And that's a family decision, right? Because your son's playing triple A hockey, but mom and dad, that's a big bill. And that's a lot of travel. And that's a big family commitment, as I like to say it. But at least I was able to prep them. And not because and I'm very proud that he made the team. And I had a very small part about it. But now they understand what it's going to take moving forward. So they're going in with their eyes open. And and that's something I just love to share. And hopefully I can help more families in that sense. And you touched on a big point is um, so showing up to the stick and pucks. There's, I mean, you see a lot of people where they, they see the success of the hurricanes, they get excited about hockey and they get on the rank. 
Uh, they go spend like $500 on equipment or starter equipment and can't really skate. And hockey is really intimidating on the outside looking in. So having programs that are like learn to skate or like intro to hockey, something to like get your feet wet so you kind of learn the ropes. So just getting out there on your own and not really knowing what to do uh, is a big component. I think you guys have a lot of like learn to skate programs. Obviously, you have a ton of public skates, ton of stick and puck times. Like you kind of touch on some of that. Yeah, well, during the season, you know, we don't have as much time as dedicated to stick and pucks because obviously with contract ice and obviously the winter. Um, our learn to skate program is on Wednesdays and Saturdays where, you know, we have our figure department and some of our hockey department get out there and just help people. We have adults all the way down to three-year-olds, parent and me, uh, snowplow one, all those types of things. We also have hockey tots, which is mainly three, three, four, five-year-old kids where they get out there in their gear and they're kind of flying around and just learning and we're working on stopping, but we're making it fun. Yeah. And even with learn to play, we do the same thing. Coach Willow and myself are out there. And we just make it fun. We work on the basic skills and then we elevate it as we go. And I, like I tell everybody here, if the kids are coming off sweating and smiling, we're doing our job. Yeah. And, and I can personally attest to my time over there. Uh, I spend a lot of time with stick and pucks. I see you all the time. Tons of like five, six, seven year olds who are really good for their age uh, flying around the rink. And then a ton of guys that are my age, like in their early 30s, who are coming back to the game after a big layoff. We want to get back into it and dabbing their feet back in to uh, play adult league again. So, well, also I, when I arrived here, we, there was nothing for adults. Okay. So about six months ago, I created an adult clinic, which I have twenty on average weekly at night yeah. that come out and they work on their skills. It's like like I I love to play golf. I don't play it enough by any means, but it's like I equate it to going to the driving range or getting you know somebody with some ideas like how to swing and. And they've really, I enjoy doing it. They love it. It's at a nice time. It's on Wednesdays from 7.45 to 8.45. So it's not too late. It's not too early. And I got to be honest with you, they have a, we all have a blast together. And each week I do something that is a certain kind of, we're going to work on a certain item. And then I incorporate it into the drills. And then we have like a fun scrimmage at the end. Yeah. And you also have the, uh, the adult pickup. I think it's usually yeah. it's, yeah, I, I, it, it depends on the schedules, like with uh, camps, but adult pickup, they choose up teams to go out there and have fun. Um, with the pandemic, it's been tough with adult league. I know we've relaunched. It's yeah. been strong. Some of the teams like private rentals now. We, we adhere to some of that, but the adult leagues have really come back nice and strong. Referees are back doing their job and uh, working games. Uh, scorekeepers are back doing their job, working their games. And we're having some normality, which I think is mentally refreshing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're starting March of 2020. So we're going on 15 months, 16 months of uh, all this pandemic. And, um, you know, like it, it kind of feels like things are starting to get back to relatively normal or like normal ish, which I'm uh, pretty, uh, pretty stoked about. Uh, you're, you uh, said you like the golf. Do you go happy, happy Gilmore style and uh, take the uh, trade out the golf clubs for uh, hockey stick? Yeah, hockey stick. I had a hockey stick, uh, but with a putter. So I had a stick. I had a stick with a putter on the bottom, but that broke. So it was kind of funny. No, I just <laughs> actually my driving is hit and miss. My irons are pretty good because hand-eye coordination and putting. It all depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah, a driver's show, puff for dough, right? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. I don't drive long, but I, I keep it in the fairway, which my, my buddies call it boring golf. Boring golf is good golf, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, man, uh, that's awesome. So, now, why do you why do you do what you do? You know, like, man, you've uh, been in hockey for, for quite some time, you know, and um, why do you personally, you know, dedicate your life towards uh, really helping other hockey players get better and I'm all good for drink. I, my dream was to play in the NHL. That was my dream. During the time where I had the, you know, when I was playing, I wasn't six foot. I wasn't clutch and grab. The game today is more my style. I had, I wasn't a minors for seven years. Should have probably went to Europe because Europe was my more my game at that time. I mean, I'm 52 years old, so that's that. You know, that would have been probably a better move for me. But I said, if I if I can't make it here, I'm not going to Europe. As I think back, that's probably mistake number two: not finishing. You know, not going. You know, leaving college early and not going to Europe. But hey, I, I've learned better for it. Uh, that was my dream to play in the NHL. No question about it. I love the game. I still am out there. I still play. I train when I'm on the ice. I'm I'm jumping over things and skating and doing everything. I demonstrate. And I have a passion for the game and I just, I love doing it. And it's like, if you, it's like not working, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it's work to me, but I love doing it. I like getting here early. I stay late. There's days I'm, I'm driving the Zam when I need to, but you know, moving nets. And I truly, at the end of the day, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy giving the tips. I have a real passion for it. I mean, it could be a 60, 62 year old guy or lady that's in my adult clinic, or it could be an eight year old that I know Brett has seen me train on Friday mornings, who's a super good kid from Greensboro, or it could be a teenager who's just learning to skate or converting a figure skater into a hockey player. I enjoy it all. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's super awesome. Since joining the sportsplex, like, like what are your major goals with like getting the sportsplex like name out? So people know uh, what you're doing down there. And then, um, uh, what are what are some ways that uh, you guys are doing that now? Well, with, through the pandemic, you know, there wasn't much marketing. Um, like I said, I believe the Orange County Sportsplex is a hidden gem. Uh, unfortunately for the Sportsplex, they didn't have somebody in my position for quite some time, I think around two years. So I think what we're doing now is more grassroots growing the business. We've hired uh, a field house manager who's uh, very bright and moving things forward. Andrew Stock, who's the GM here, has uh, other people that are in, in, in the mix to be hired. We're also uh, trying to get somebody on the marketing side, try to update our Facebook a little bit more, trying to get a little bit more ahead of the curve. Obviously, finances through the pandemic have not been great. As you know, running an ice rink is, is expensive. Uh, just having the lights on is expensive. So once we start coming out of that, because we're not out of there by any means yet, but it is getting stronger, it is getting better, and I'm grateful for that. I think at some point we need to, like me being here, I'm running three weeks of ice hockey camps, coaching with the junior canes. So I, word is getting out about the sportsplex, not only about myself, but our other coaches here and our, our other management here. So uh, I think we're going to get more popular as we move along. I think Hillsborough is growing, like you mentioned. As you know, Apple is moving here. I think North Carolina is going to explode in the next five to 10 years. And I think uh, we're going to be part of that expansion for sure. Uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, uh, ever since Brett started coming, coming down there to uh, play 
on, you know, if, Brett, where do you go down? Three days a week? Uh, when I can, yeah. Like three days a week, usually. And uh, I have a group of guys. We always meet up there. Uh, met a lot of cool, uh, cool guys there uh, and girls. And it's always been like, uh, it's super convenient for me. Uh, so I'm living in Chapel Hill. Like I said, when I was a kid, uh, the rink was, there wasn't a lot of access. So like the good thing about Hillsborough is like, I can go three days a week. It's quick, sign up uh, online, get in there quick and get out. And the facility itself is just much better than what I was accustomed to uh, back in the day. So, Yeah. Uh, we've been trying to tell, tell people about you guys. Like uh, I know Brett has actually uh, sent somebody uh, down to you. And I know there, there's another individual who's a uh, middle-aged man who uh, used to play hockey that, that we're actually trying to get, get him to get down there more. So it's uh, cool to cool to learn about you guys. And, uh, you know, like there actually is a lot of people with hockey roots here, you know, around the triangle with uh, no place to really go. So, uh, man, like we, we talk to a lot of people and uh, we're going to do our part to essentially try and ask those people on straight towards you so that men, they can keep on playing the game that they love. Oh, we appreciate it. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so now with the, with the pandemic, right? So like, as we're coming out of this coaching athletes, what's been the biggest uh, challenge? So like with like one coaching athletes, but also getting people back on the ice, having to, take into account like all the COVID precautions that have been out there. Yeah. So can can you just kind of walk us through that, that experience for you? Sure. Well, I I got the title of um, mass police when I first got here. I did not want that (laughs) because my office is actually in the ice rink and uh, you would hear a knock on my door and I'd be working. Uh, Somebody's not wearing a mask out on the ice. Can you take care of that? Obviously, in the nicest possible way, I would call them over and say, please put your mask on. I appreciate it. My theory on the mask, if it works or not, I, I'll leave that alone. But who knows? I don't. The numbers were any different in, let's say, Florida and Texas versus New York and New Jersey. But with all that being said, people are getting vaccinated. I am fully vaccinated. Uh, we trust here now that if you're fully vaccinated on the honor system, if you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to. If you feel comfortable, whether you're an employee here or not, even if you're fully vaccinated, you want to wear a mask, feel free. I have no judgment with that. It's however you want to do it. Now, the key is the people who were super, still super concerned, whether they have young children or not, about the mask. So the way we're doing it is if you feel comfortable, again, with the mask, leave it on. If you're not vaccinated, we ask you to keep it on. And during an activity such as ice hockey or working out in the gym, if you need to adjust it, as you're breathing heavy, that's fine. But we're not forcing anybody to wear it. Again, if um, you feel the need to, that's fine. We're recommending it if you're not. And that's where it sits right now. So it's really on the honor system. As we, uh, That's our approach right now. Gotcha. Now, have you found uh, it, it to be a little bit of a struggle to like, coach athletes uh, while in the pandemic? It was a struggle, yeah it's the unknown, right? I mean, I've never been through a pandemic. I'm sure you guys haven't either. So it was always, it was always like, you're kind of making it up as you go. 
kind of like the government. They were making it up as they were going to. It was a two-week shutdown. And now it's what, how many years? feels like. So yeah. it's it's kind of like trying to put your best foot forward and try to be as logical and as health conscious as possible. Yeah. And quite frankly, this building's never been cleaner. So I like that. So I'm a bit of an yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh well well it, it kind of sounds like you're like you know, like entire story, right? Adapting adapting and overcome. You know, like all the way up. Uh you've just constantly adapted and overcome the obstacles that that have been placed in front of you to uh, ultimately con- continue pursuing the uh, game of hockey and um, helping others. Uh, I'm gonna do the same. It's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, I'm very, I'm very grateful and very happy, and we're in a good place. Yeah, I've, yeah man, and, I, that's awesome. And I can attest to, um, man, everyone I've met there has been like the nicest person. Like uh, the group of guys there, top notch. The staff there is always super nice. Like you said, it's clean. Always nice locker room I'm going to. Yeah, it's convenient. Gym's nice. I mean, you guys, you guys really do have a nice setup, but you also have a great group of people that go there. I appreciate that, and I hear that a lot. People like coming here because it, yeah. it is a unique building in the sense of the traditional ice rink where you walk in and there's no staff at the front. Yeah. Um, Zamboni drivers in the back. Nobody says hello to you. Here is much different. We got a full staff. We got a lobby. Again, multiple things going on with the gym, the turf field, the pool, the, the the rink itself, the workout facility. So it's a nice, welcoming. I call it a family atmosphere here, and I and it's really nice to really nice to be here. It is. It's awesome. So, so Kevin, the people who are I'm listening right now, uh, they obviously want to come down and try out hockey, right? So like. Can you let everyone know like how they can get in touch with you and uh, how how they can find you? Sure, you can go to the, uh, just Google Orange County Sportsplex. Uh, Google, we have our own website. My phone number's on there, as well as other people within our departments. You can reach out. You can email us or call us. We also have a Facebook page, uh, Orange County Sportsplex, and we post things probably there once a week, so we don't go too crazy contacting people. Just about our upcoming events and specials and our summer camps. And things of that nature, whether it's a soccer summer camp, uh, basketball summer camp, obviously an ice hockey summer camp. We also have a figure skating summer camp as well. This three weeks to this year as well. The junior hurricane, the hur- I'm sorry, not the junior hurricanes, the Carolina hurricanes are doing our first goal program throughout the month of July, where you get equipment and you get on, on ice instruction. And some of the hurricanes will be here doing that in their team. We also have our own hockey taught and learn to play program as well. And just trying to get people acclimated with the with the sport that we obviously love, and teaching them the the proper ways to get around it. It's awesome, it's awesome. So, well, Kevin, thank you so much for uh, you know taking time out of the day to jump on and chat with us a little bit. You know? Oh, I truly appreciate it. Yeah, man, we're uh, super pumped to uh, see see you guys grow down there, see hockey finally become a little bit more mainstream. Down, down here in the southeast. Well, I'm certainly going to try to do my best and play play my part in it. That's for sure. Yeah, awesome, awesome, Kevin. Thank you, uh, Brett. You know, as always, thank thank you for coming on. And uh, everybody, this is Dr. Michael Tansini, Move with Tank podcast. We'll have everything in these show notes for you. Uh, make sure that you can contact Kevin to make sure that you can find them. I highly recommend getting down on the ice at the Orange County Sportsplex. Even if you've never skated, 
go out there, rent a, rent a pair of skates, go out and play. You know, it's, it's fun. Humans are just meant to be active. Humans are meant to stay healthy. And, uh, you know, like in a, in a time right now, it's when we need people to move and exercise more than ever. You know, people need to remember how to remember or actually learn how to skate uh, for the uh, first time. So, um, Kevin, thank you for uh, spreading the word and doing awesome things around here. Thank you for, for jumping on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Awesome, guys. Uh, so, remember, guys, we're out of here. Uh, this is Dr. Mike and Dr. Brett here at Grand Over at PT. Uh, make sure you tune in for the next show. And um, remember, if you have any questions, shoot us over any kind of message through email, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, we'll make sure to get back to you. But thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you found the content useful. And I hope it helps you avoid an unneeded surgery uh, or an unneeded injection in the future. Now, in practice, my goal is to save 1 million active individuals from the unneeded surgeries, injections, and pain meds that they don't need while helping them stay active and performing the activities that they love to do. Now, guys, I cannot reach that many people all by myself. I really need your help. So if you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your friends, with your families, or with anyone who you feel really needs to hear it. By doing so, you may just save that person from an unneeded surgery or injection that they really do not need. If you're not following me yet on social media, find me on Instagram at drtank underscore dpt and on Facebook at ground to overhead physical therapy. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you guys here again next time on the Move With Tank podcast.